This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. What will happen if Democrats take over Congress come January? That's what we'll be discussing on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. I am Walker Wildman, your host. Glad you've joined us this Saturday afternoon on the American Family Radio Network. You know a lot of good things about American Family Radio, and one of them is that this show is exclusively on American Family Radio. So if you want to catch Exposing Washington, you got to listen to American Family Radio. And a couple ways to keep up with the show, speaking of that, is the first way is to download our app. Our app. Download the American Family Radio app on your mobile device, on your smartphone, on your tablet. Uh, Whatever you have, you can download the American Family Radio app. We're actually on, we're now on the Alexa, the Amazon Alexa app for your home the Alexa home device, you can access the American Family Radio app on that also and listen maybe while you're in the kitchen cooking or listen just while you're around the house doing chores. Or maybe you just want to sit down, have a cup of American Family coffee, and listen to AFR. You can do that. A couple more ways to keep up with the show. We're also on YouTube, Exposing Washington Channel on YouTube. And I'm on Facebook, Walker Wildman on Facebook, Walker Wildman on Facebook. Some of the content that we're going to talk about on the show, I will usually post on my Facebook page. But what we're going to talk about today is what will happen if the Democrats take over Congress come January. You know, we're just about two weeks out from the November midterm elections, and historically, the midterm elections do not turn out very well for the party in power, if you will, such as the president's party. But before I move on into that, I'd miss something. I missed an important detail about the show, and that is this past week was our fall share One Nation Under God is our theme for this fall share and what share is, is when we come to you, our listeners, and we ask for you to come alongside us, donate to American Family Radio so that you can continue hearing great programming like the one you're listening to now. And so that's what our fall share is about. You can visit our website, AFR.net, if you want to donate. Any amount you can give to our fall share AFR.net, it would be greatly appreciated and it goes to continue great programming on american family radio so we can keep you informed and we can provide you a voice in the media that's what american family radio is doing but back to the democrats you know we're in the final stretch as i mentioned just about 17 16 days actually before november 6th midterm elections 
And honestly, thanks to the mob-like behavior by the Democrats, the midterm elections is actually looking pretty good for Republicans, considering it's a it's a midterm election where usually the, the party in power, as I mentioned, loses seats. But the Democrats, the way they handled the the way they handled uh, the Kavanaugh hearings and the way they handled all that is just it made some of us look and be like, you know, I just don't know how I can vote Democrat. I don't know how I can support the Democrats when they're acting like this. They're acting like anarchists. They're acting lawlessly. So that's really moved a lot of people towards the Republican Party, and I don't blame them. But one thing that might continue, hypothetically, if the Democrats win the elections come November 6th, the whole Russia investigation may not end. It might just continue. And one one reason I say that is because Louis Gomer, Congressman Louis Gomer, agrees with me. And he says that the whole idea that the Russia investigation is going to end after November, that might not be true. It depends on who wins in November. This is clip two. This is Congressman Louis Gomer of Texas, great friend of ours. Let's listen. I, I want to start with here. this notion that things may be wrapping up to the point where we would get some key findings in the Russia probe. Yeah, well, I told you back uh, this summer when people were saying, well, they hope to have it wrapped up by September 1st. I told you there's no way they're going to wrap this up before the election. They need this to help the Democrats in the election. And, you know, why in the world do you have to release a statement saying you're pretty well through, you're coming out with a report right after the election to affect the election. That's all Mueller cares about. If he can help the Democrats uh, take the majority in the House, then some of his potential crimes can go uh, unobserved and uninvestigated. Yeah. So uh, he's wanting to make the Trump administration just as difficult as possible. He's Still got uh, some revenge motive because the president didn't appoint him to be head I, of the FBI again. So, you know, he's he's leaking that now to try I, to affect the election. There you have it. Congressman Louis Gomer, a well-respected friend of ours. He says that that Robert Mueller leaked this report because he wants to influence the election. Well, what report am I talking about? I didn't preface that this past week. Robert Mueller's team, imagine this, leaked to the media that after November, after the November 6th election, they would be closing down shop and issuing a final report in the whole Russia investigation. And, and, and you know, I actually believe what Congressman Gomer there is saying, because why else would you leak that you're going to close down shop after the midterms unless you're trying to maybe move the midterms towards in a favor in favor of the democrats and i think that's what that's what Mueller's doing there here with this leak is he's putting it out there as basically a reminder to the american people that our president is under investigation so they like you to think but really he's not uh or his people around him are so Robert Mueller there saying that he's going to close down shop on the Russia investigation after the midterm elections. And you know what? I think there's two reasons that Robert Mueller's closing closing down shop on the Russia investigation. The first reason is he can't find anything. 
There's no crime there. There's no evidence of a crime there. Robert Mueller has spent over $30 million digging, probably over $40 million by now, digging and digging, trying to find dirt and illegal activity on Donald uh, Trump, Donald John Trump, and he hasn't found anything. And so he's probably closing down shop for that reason, number one. Number two is because people like you and me have been pressuring him to close down the investigation because there's nothing there. There's nothing there, and the whole investigation is built on criminal activity. Not criminal activity based on Donald Trump, but criminal activity on behalf of Hillary Clinton and her cronies. That's where the crimes are. And so you and I have been calling this out for the past year and a half or two, and now Robert Mueller is finally getting the point it's time to close down the shop, stop spending our money on your corrupt investigation, and it's time to exonerate President Trump because he did no wrong. He did not con- collude with Vladimir Putin to win the election. He won the election because the American people overwhelmingly liked his policy positions and they didn't want another Clinton in the White House. That's the truth when it comes to why Donald Trump won. You know, an encouraging news story out of, out, of, out of the Oval Office this past week is that Pastor Andrew Brunson that was jailed in Turkey, an American pastor from North Carolina who was wrongly jailed in Turkey, in the country of Turkey because of his Christian beliefs, I believe. That's what I think. He was released by the Turkish government this past week. It was a moment of celebration. It was a victory on behalf of those of us who've been praying for Andrew Brunson, those of us who've been raising the, uh, the concern of him being jailed, and President Trump heard from us. He fought. President Trump put sanctions on Turkey, and they released Pastor Andrew Brunson. And Pastor Brunson, this is clip one, he prayed for President Trump in the Oval Office in Jesus' name. Listen to this great clip here, clip one. Lord God, I ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on President Trump, that you give him supernatural wisdom to accomplish all the plans you have for this country and for him. I ask that you give him wisdom on how to lead this country into righteousness. I ask that you give him perseverance and endurance and courage to stand for truth. I ask that you protect him from slander, from enemies, from those who would undermine. I ask that you make him a great blessing to this country. Fill him with your wisdom and strength and perseverance. And we bless him. May he be a great blessing to our country. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. Amen. There you have it. Thank you, Lord, for Andrew Brunson. Thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Andrew Brunson. You know you know who I, I compare him to? And I don't do this often, and I wouldn't do it lightly. But Pastor Brunson reminds me of a modern-day Paul. Remember, Paul was jailed multiple occasions. Paul was jailed on multiple occasions. By, one by the Roman government and others. And so, similar to Paul... 
And Paul wrote many of his letters while he was in jail. And Paul's faith flourished while he was jailed. And so Pastor Andrew Brunson, no man of pity, comes back to the United States of, the, of America, the greatest land in the world, and he comes back, humbles himself before the most powerful man in the world, the most powerful man on earth, might I, might I just say, and he prayed for President Trump in Jesus' name, prayed for God to give him wisdom. That is a modern-day Paul example. Changing the subject here, back to the discussion that we started on, what would happen if the Democrats take over Congress, Clara McCaskill of Missouri, a Democrat, is running against Josh Hawley as a Republican in Missouri. And, she, and, and Clara McCaskill has been caught up in a few scandals, if you will. Imagine that, scandals and Democrats. Those two things seem to go hand in hand, not that Republicans aren't. Not that Republicans are immune from scandals. They have scandals of their own. But Claire McCaskill here, first off, a couple months ago, while she was campaigning, she had this RV tour across the state of Missouri where she was supposedly traveling in an RV to meet with her supporters across the state. Well, it, found, it turned out that she was actually flying. She was flying across the state and her campaign staff was driving the RV bus. She was jumping on a private jet. <laughs> and she was traveling from campaign stop to campaign stop on a private jet. While, Meanwhile, her campaign is saying, Claire McCaskill taking an RV bus tour across the state. No, actually, she was taking a private jet across the state. But that's not it. Listen to this. This is uh, recently her campaign staff admitted just within the past few weeks. Her campaign staff admitted that Planned Parenthood funnels her money through other organizations. And, and I'll explain more after this clip. This is clip three. This is Claire McCaskill's campaign staffer. Let's listen. What were you telling me last night about Planned Parenthood? How they never, they don't donate to Claire because they don't want to ostracize uh, pro-life pro Democrats in Missouri. But they still somehow give, get us money? <laughs> they put it through like different like organizations. Keep the Planned Parenthood name off of the thing, but we still get the dough. Yep. Wow. There you have it from the campaign staff member himself, which I'm just thinking to myself, how smart are you? <laughs> I mean, I know that he's just telling the truth here, but these these campaign staffers these Democratic operatives, I mean, they just trip me up because they just blurt out this stuff. They, you just ask them a question and they just spill the beans. And so there's, you know, not only are they doing this arguably corrupt stuff, but they don't feel, you know, they don't feel, they feel like they can talk about it. So the campaign staffer there says, yeah, I mean, we get money from Planned Parenthood. I mean, they don't, I'm paraphrasing here. He says they don't give it to us directly because that would kind of turn off all the pro-lifers here in Missouri. So they just funnel the money through other organizations. There you have it, folks, from Claire McCaskill's campaign itself. Democrat Claire McCaskill out of Missouri receives money from Planned Parenthood, the baby killers, 
and they don't give it to her directly. They funnel it through other organizations. And, you know, another awful thing about this, not only is Planned Parenthood killing babies every day, but they're doing so arguably with taxpayer dollars. And some of you might say, well, well, Walker, you know, you know, taxpayer dollars can't go to to perform abortions, blah, 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 blah. That's just a bunch of hogwash. Our tax dollars goes to fund abortions, plain and simple, because here's the analogy I'm going to draw. We send over 500 million, we, the American people, send over 500 million of taxpayer funds to Planned Parenthood every year. And guess what they do with that money? They pay the light bill. They pay the salaries. They pay the insurance. They pay the rent on the buildings. Oh, and then they use the private money to kill the babies. To me, it's all the same, my friends. It's all the same. At a minimum, the American taxpayer... The American taxpayers, we are propping up Planned Parenthood so that they can kill babies. Plain and simple. And so one thing you need to be asking your congressman, your senator, is where do you stand on this Planned Parenthood stuff? Where do you stand on our taxpayer dollars going to this disgusting organization called Planned Parenthood? So that's one thing you need to keep at the forefront of your mind when you go to the ballot box in November is does my congressman, does my congresswoman, does she like Planned Parenthood or does she dislike them? That's one thing you need to focus on come November. But moving on here, here's an article out of uh, uh, Fox News, and this is a very interesting article, but it ties right into the, the Democrats' And how they operate. The headline is Democratic candidates enjoy windfall of out of state cash as liberal donors bet big. Here's what this article's talking about to boil this down in layman terms, because that's that's what I understand, and I know that's probably what you understand. Let's keep it simple. What's this article talking about? Well, specifically Let's let's go over, let's fly over Nevada for the next few minutes. In Nevada, there is a Senate race there. Dean Heller, the Republican, versus Jackie Rosen, the Democrat. I'm no fan of Dean Heller. I think he's an establishment Republican in name only. But nonetheless, listen to this story. Dean Heller and Jackie Rosen, Dean Heller, the Republican, Jackie Rosen, the Democrat, running for Senate in Nevada. Listen to these campaign contribution numbers. All right. The Democrat, Jackie Rosen, the Democrat senatorial candidate in Nevada, Jackie Rosen. Here's her top five donations. And here's where they're from. 127,000 New York City. Remember, this is a, a Senate race in Arizona. I'm sorry, in Nevada. The second highest donation, 120000 that's from Chevy, Chevy Chase, Maryland. Next uh, largest donation, 120000 New York City. The next largest donation, $86,000, California. The, four, the fifth largest donation, $80,000, California. So zero of her top five donors 
are from Nevada, and she's running for the Nevada Senate seat. Let's compare Dean Heller, the Republican. His top five donations, $255,000 from Nevada. That's one donation. The next donation, $180,000, Nevada. The third largest donation, $115,000, Nevada. Moving on here, you see the trend. You see what I'm getting at here. The fourth largest donation, $111,000, Nevada. The fifth largest donation, $110,000, Nevada. That's where it's from. So Democrat candidate in Nevada, this is absolutely embarrassing. Her top five donors, ah, they're not even from Nevada. And Dean Heller, all five of his top donors are from Nevada. So Democrats are running from people, running their campaigns with money from people who aren't even in their district, much less people who aren't even in their state. So Democrats are running with money from Hollywood, money from New York, money from California. And that's why it, it shows that in, in flyover country, Democrats have trouble gaining support. But moving on here, here are a couple other news stories out of Washington. This one is the fact that President Trump has been dealing with this whole immigration crisis, which has been going on for decades. President Trump's been trying to figure out what to do about this immigration crisis at our southern border. Just this past month, I believe in June it was, the Border Patrol agents arrested over like 16,000 families. Now, let's take that lightly in the sense that do we really know that they're families? We probably don't, but here's a better way to phrase it. Border Patrol agents arrest at least 16,000 groups that were together on the southern border. But here's what President Trump had to say about, you know, in recent days, we've learned that there's this immigrant, illegal immigrant caravan, as they're calling it, coming up from these Central and South American countries. And they're planning to try to cross the border around Election Day. Imagine that. Huh, I wonder why they're trying to do that. Probably to bring out the Democrat votes. I don't know. We'll see. But here's what President Trump had to say about it. Quote, I am watching the Democrat Party-led assault on our country by Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, whose leaders are doing little to stop this large flow of people, including many criminals, from entering Mexico to the U.S. President Trump went on, in addition to stopping all payments to these countries, which seem to have almost no control over their population, I must, in the strongest of terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught and if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close our southern border in all caps. And to that, can I say amen? Can you imagine if there were any other Republican president that would, that would talk like this, that would do things like this? No, it wouldn't happen. And so thankfully, President Trump stepping up to the plate and he is proving that he is willing to do anything and everything he can to stop this flow of illegal immigrants on the southern border. I want to move on real clip, quick and play clip for this is Rush Limbaugh. And here's who he predicts will win the House and the Senate come November. Let's listen. 
I don't have survey data. I don't trust it. It hasn't been right consistently enough for me. The people doing these surveys desperately want Trump gone. I don't know how they can take that out of their work. I don't believe in pure objectivity, so I distrust. If I put you on the spot, prediction. We hold the House and we increase the Senate. And I, because I think that's justice. I think that's just. I think the Democrat Party deserves to lose in the single biggest electoral landslide defeat in my lifetime because of the actions they've taken just in the last month. Well, there you have it. Rush Limbaugh says, I think the Republicans will maintain control of the House, and I think they'll also maintain control of the Senate. That's from Rush Limbaugh himself. And the reason I think he's saying that and I think he's actually going to be accurate, I think he's going to be correct, is this is a big picture. This is a long game. You know, I do get frustrated on the show here because of the lack of movement, the lack of action and progress in Washington, D.C. I get frustrated because people campaign on one thing, they go to Washington and do another. And so, but setting that aside... We are playing, we are running a marathon. We are running a marathon. And the reason I say that is because in order to do the things we want to do, to do the things that conservatives want to do in Washington, such as defund Planned Parenthood, continue confirming constitutional judges to our court system, including the Supreme Court, In order to continue doing those things and making headway in those areas, we have to maintain influence in Washington, D.C. Conservatives have to maintain control in Washington, D.C. And more specifically, if we want to get things done in Congress, we have to keep control of Congress. Conservatives, those of us who hold a biblical worldview who try to shape our public policy based on what God's word says, we have to maintain control and continue to fight for control in Washington, D.C. Because in reality, there isn't enough Republicans, there isn't enough conservatives, should I say, in Washington to pass some of these major policy goals such as defunding Planned Parenthood. And so if we want to defund Planned Parenthood, which we do, we have to keep sending representatives to Washington who will do that. Who will do that? And that's why I always say, don't listen to what the politicians say. Look at what they do. Look at what they do. And one way to look at what the politicians do is to visit our voter guide, afaaction.net. AFAaction.net. I'll post the link on our podcast page at AFR.net. But go to our voter guide at AFAaction.net and see where the candidates stand in your area, in your state. See where the candidates stand in your state and then choose who you're going to vote for. Vote your values. We must, conservatives must get out, Christians must get out and vote in November. November 6th is the date. Put it on the calendar. We'll be back next week. More of Exposing Washington on AFR.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.